1: With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by m Bank, your partner in Possible.
2: Hello and welcome into this week's edition of Mizzou That's Who, your podcast for Mizzou Athletics here on Kansas City Sports Network. I am one of your wonderful co-hosts, Tucker Franklin, along with Gabe Diarman and Maggie Johnson. We have a bowl-eligible Missouri Tigers team. We have uh, competitive Missouri basketball coming up. Well, we got to start with the biggest news, probably, that came out over the weekend. Not probably. The biggest news that came out over the weekend. Dom Lovett announced that he is going to transfer. He is going to enter the transfer portal on December the 5th. Obviously, cannot officially transfer until that December 5th deadline. Before we get into that, got to thank Charlie Hustle outfitting us with some great Missouri Tiger stuff. Uh, Gabe, see the shirt you got on? The Zambezi Zinger. Zinger? yeah. Coming back. Uh, I was just at Worlds of Fun, like, a few months ago. It was over the summer, but um, in August. They've got that place ready for it to go. Um, so, Love me some Worlds of Fun. Love me uh, some Zambezi Zinger. Uh, Let's get into it, Gabe. Let's talk some Dom Lovett.
1: uh, Initial thoughts, initial reaction to the news. Okay, so first, like, uh, you know, you said he announced he's entering the portal. I want to be clear, he has not. Um, It is, I believe, to be true. Um, There was a report that said sources said he intended to enter the portal. Um, If we're being honest... I intend to do many things this week. I probably will not do a lot of them, um, but I do intend to. Mm -hmm. That said, I fully anticipate on December 5th that Dominic Lovett's name will officially be in the transfer portal from Missouri. Um, The first one was always going to cause, like the first meaningful one. And no disrespect to Davion Sistrunk and LJ Hewitt. I'm sure they are fine young men that did not really make, an impact for Missouri fans. The third leading receiver in the SEC makes an impact. <laughs> um, so the first one was always going to start the college sports is dead chance and all that. And I get it, like it's frustrating. I do understand. This is, I mean, Eli Drinkwitz told us on Tuesday this is going to be a madhouse. Yeah. I talked to a coach uh pregame at Missouri and Arkansas and i said what's like what's it going to be like next week and he said people have no idea he said there's not a player on this field that we can be sure is going to be here next year yeah. uh, and that's the truth i mean it's the equivalent of if every player in the nfl was a free agent and there were no rules against tampering and there was no salary cap yeah that's what we have in college football and i understand if people hate it um but Missouri fans whose reaction is, well, now we're just a farm team for Alabama and Oregon and Ohio State. and I get it, but other teams are going to be your farm. Like, you are going to take kids who started elsewhere. I will be shocked if there's a Power 5 team that has fewer than 10 transfers this year. And I will be shocked if there is a Power 5 team that does not lose a starter to the transfer portal.
3: I think one of the hardest things is this – And this is the fan side of me. I already told Tucker before, I'm like, you're going to get a little bit more fan of me than you're going to get typically because uh, because it's an emotional thing. Like sports are emotional. They they really are. And they they really (laughs) kick you when you're down and they don't give you long to celebrate. I mean, we had less than 48 hours to celebrate our win. And it was like, boom, bull bound, boom, Dom's gone. And... It's just frustrating because you do feel like it is like a farm team. You do feel like nothing you do is going to be good enough and that no matter if you take these three-star players and you make them great, they're just going to leave. Like It is hard to wrap your head around something that we've never seen before. And maybe as the years go by, it'll get easier, or maybe there'll be regulations. But right now, the way that it looks is that –
1: we're breeding grounds kind of the university of Missouri. Like it's fair to say you have an emotional connection to Mizzou, right? It is not just a place or a football team for you. and, And there's a lot of people like that. And so I think fans want to believe that the players have that same connection. They came here because they just love this place, man. And they're playing for the name on the front of the jersey. And in 30 years, when they talk to their kids, they're going to bring them back for homecoming and tell them about how they went to Harpo's and do this and do that. And some of them will. But the truth is, I went to Missouri because they had a very good journalism school and it could help me get a job in journalism. These kids go to Missouri or go to Alabama or to USC or to Washington State or to wherever they go because they view it as the best option they have to major in football. And if another option that they believe to be better comes to major in football that may pay more, they will go there and they will do it there. Um, There are exceptions. You know, people say, well, Chase Patton stayed. He did. He was a Columbia kid who grew up three miles from the school, who always knew he was going to be a dentist, probably in Columbia, Missouri, and it was worth it to him to stay. Um, you get a kid every now and again, like Brady Cook, who says, "I." I the best one is Drew Locke. I remember yeah. Andy Locke told me the night Drew committed, the reason Drew committed was because I looked at him and I said, how are you going to feel if you watch some other kid play quarterback at Missouri? And he said, I'm going to hate it. And Drew came here and that mattered to Drew. It just, it's not that for most of these kids. It is a business decision in what is now openly a business and NIL and the transfer portal has, has stripped our ability, our blissful ignorance away to pretend that it is anything other than that for the vast majority of them.
2: Right. And it's going to rear its ugly head for a, probably at least a couple of years, maybe, maybe mm-hmm. th- four or so before there's sort of any ramifications or any sort of uh, rules, regulations put into place. It's probably gonna take something like an Alabama or a higher power in college football getting screwed for something to change if you uh is really what's gonna come down to. Um but yeah Dom Lovett. He had a great game on Saturday. Uh yeah. six catches, 130 and- yards, had a great season this year, breakout year form, third in the SEC in reception or in receiving yards, I believe six receptions. So like Good for the kid am I'm I'm honestly I hope he goes and I hope he gets paid somewhere. I really do. I hope that he gets paid. I hope he finds great success. I hope he goes uh somewhere in the NFL and Mizzou can always say, Hey, that guy played for Mizzou for a little bit. I think that you can still latch on to that. Uh, but I, I'm I hope that Dom finds what he what he's looking for, honestly.
1: It's and I I think that I think playing time and NIL are factors in this, right? I think they both are. I think there's a lot more that we probably don't know about. I think it's a disservice to these kids to just say they're all chasing the biggest payday. For sure. I don't know about you guys. I have turned down jobs that would have offered me more money because I didn't think they worked well. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, you know, and so I don't think they're all just chasing the biggest payday, but I think it's too easy for us to look and go, well, why would that kid transferred? He played a lot. Well, who knows, <laughs> man? maybe he is getting paid more or maybe he can go somewhere else where he's going to play a lot and also play to win 11 games, not six games. Or maybe he hates his roommate or maybe his girlfriend moved to Fayetteville, Arkansas. Um, Not saying that that happened with anybody in particular, just saying maybe that (laughs) happens sometimes. Right. So who knows? Um, And it's easy to throw out a million reasons. And unless the kid comes out and tells us, Uh, which I don't anticipate he will. I tried to contact Dom yesterday. um, Didn't hear back. Don't expect to hear back. uh, But I tell you what, the kid might look into a theater degree because he came out and he did that post-game press conference. And I will be honest, I had been told before the game, Dominic Lovett is likely entering the transfer portal. Like I'd been told that the morning of the game. Mm -hmm. And so he has this big game and I'm thinking they're never going to let him talk to us because if I know it, they know it. And then he showed up and I thought, oh, well, this is intriguing. And so I asked him, I said, is that game a picture of a a look at what the future of the Missouri passing game can be? All in, man. If all you knew was that press conference, it would never have occurred to you. He already probably knew he was leaving. Well done.
3: And and that is what is so frustrating as a fan because it's almost like, we knew like we've been told you've hinted to it uh, multiple people have hinted to fans everywhere on power mizzou on twitter that it's going to be wild and players are going to leave but it's almost like the mike anderson thing nobody's m- super mad that mike anderson left and went to arkansas the sure. way he did it saying i am want to retire at mizzou like i'm happy mm-hmm. here this is my place that's when people get upset. So it's almost like you you fueled the fire a little bit. You can't really – I understand why fans are mad. Oh. They are, I, I don't – when I say mad, frustrated. frustrated. Like I don't think mm-hmm. anyone, anyone's mad at him. But frustrated, you you. frustrated, no doubt. I think one of my biggest issues with it is that, you know, he was the number three uh, wide receiver in the SEC with Brady Cook as a quarterback. So say even Brady Cook starts next year, which we don't know. Fans don't get mad at me for saying that, but just say what what if he already knows that he can succeed at the University of Missouri and he has a quarterback yeah. that's going to probably put him in the league. Regardless, I mean, if Sam Horn comes out and he's better than Brady G- Cook, amazing. Like we couldn't ask for, you know, I mean, we could ask for more, but we that's what you that's what you want. You want Sam Horn to come in and be better than Brady Cook. Right. But like, say he wants to go to Tennessee. Say Tennessee's contacted him, which you know, there's rumors. But say that's happened. They don't even know who their quarterback's gonna be. Hinn and Hooker is gone. They're high, you know. You're you're putting the fate of your of your career in a in a what if scenario that you don't honestly know. And I know that that he could go out the first game of the year and tear his AC, You just don't you don't know. Everything, but I just don't understand why you almost risk something like that when you know that you're gonna succeed at Mizzou. Well,
1: and to me, that's the thing is these decisions are like it's not fair of any of us to say he's making a bad decision. We don't know why he's making it or how it's gonna turn out, right? Everybody can have an opinion, but what these kids are going to learn is that there are consequences. And not every decision you make is right. And that's fine. That's part of growing up and learning. Mm -hmm. Um, And look, where Dom ends up and how good he is, if he's good enough, he's going to play in the NFL, even if he transfers to SEMO. But uh, I don't think SEMO is a contender. (laughs) Um, But my point is, they've asked for all these things, and they are now getting them. What is not yet happening, but what is going to start to happen, is consequences for some of these things. Um, is things like, I don't look, I'm not encouraging anybody to go on Twitter and attack Dominic Lovett or anything like that, but I understand frustration. And if you have to deal with some of that, because you're making more money than most of these people who are watching you. And by the way, some of them who are paying you that money, that's okay. If they're frustrated with you, like I know I said earlier this year, I don't care if a kid gets booed anymore, right? It doesn't bother me. They're getting paid. They're getting paid. Some of them are getting paid really well. Like kid gets booed. Yeah. That's tough, right. man. Uh, if you like go someplace like, and you don't play, lesson learned. Mm-hmm.
3: It's it's things like the 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 Nathaniel Pete fumble and the Harrison Meevis kick. I mean, you're getting paid to do a job. I mean, you kind of have to expect. And, and I'm not saying go in there and take money away because I'm sure these are right. contracts and things like that. But there's You shouldn't expect – you should have to do your job. We talked a little bit about this before and about earning your money versus, you know, just being given the money. And I do think that players – I wish NIL could start after your freshman year. I think that that would be kind of a – you start earning what you – That's a good idea. You start Mm -hmm. earning what you do. So say you do appearances your freshman year for anything. You get paid for that your freshman year. It, I just think that that's it's, the way that they should do it. Will they probably do it that way? No, but
1: right, and that—that's actually an idea I hadn't heard. I really like that because the—the the issue with NIL is it was like the only rule about NIL is that it can't be re- used as a recruiting inducement. It's literally the only thing it's used for. I it's mean, pay
3: to play everywhere.
1: right? Yes, one of the biggest problems with NIL is a lot of these kids getting the money haven't earned it. And there are kids on these campuses who have earned it, who aren't getting it. Um, you know, and, and I do think it's going to cause a problem in locker rooms. I mean, you know, when, when Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen go to the NFL, they are on a rookie contract. They are getting what the NFL says a rookie quarterback gets they don't get $50 million a year until they prove they're worth. Well, nobody's worth $50 million a year, but you get the point. <laughs> right. Like they had to play four years and show, Hey, to your team, I should be worth 50. They were not handed 50 million a year walking mm-hmm. into the league. And that's a huge difference. The, the star recruits are, and now the star transfers are being handed 50 million a year or whatever it is. They're not getting that, but just to come to those schools and that money is guaranteed because it can't be based on performance they can't say if you don't play we get to take this money back Mm -hmm. um now whether that money shows up or not is a whole nother deal
2: before we completely totally move away from dom lovett um there is still a chance right he can enter the transfer portal but he can also return right gabe that's what i was gonna ask you what do you what do you think that chance is
1: Very small, Um, not impossible, but I I think the decision has been made, Um, (laughs) you know, and I I think think, it will be elsewhere.
3: I don't think Mizzou can offer him what he wants. I mean, if I'm, uh, if the rumors to what I've heard are correct, I don't think that Mizzou can offer him what he wants, but I mean, I don't know. I don't sit in on those meetings. I think they
1: could. I think Missouri could find a guy to write that check. Um, at some point you have to decide if you should, Mm. you know, I mean, um, but I I think they could, but I don't know if that would necessarily keep him here.
2: That's, that's the next thing I kind of want to ask about is kind of the on field ramifications of this. Is this like a catastrophic thing? Uh, because to me, I don't on the field, this isn't like losing a Tyler Beatty who had, 37% Thirty-seven percent of your offense last season. Uh, well, I don't think I don't think it's that big of a deal. Or, I looked it up. Them,
1: Dom had thirty-one percent of Missouri or thirty-three percent of Missouri's receiving yards, and I think twenty-seven percent of their catches. Some thirty percent of their catches, somewhere in that range, whatever. He had the second highest percentage of yards and the third highest percentage of catches of anybody in the SEC. The only more valuable receiver in the SEC was Will Shepard at Vanderbilt. Now, the flip side of that is Missouri's passing game still wasn't very good. He only had three touchdowns. Um, And I think Luther Burden will now play the position he played this year. I think Luther will go into the slot, and I think Luther will have better numbers next year than Dominic had this year. The question is if they have somebody who has better numbers at Luther's spot than Luther had this year, and I don't know.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all
4: are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.
3: Yeah. Well, and we still have great guys in the room. I mean, when when I was thinking that Dom was Mm -hmm. staying, I was looking at it like, next year we probably have the best, one of the best wide receiver rooms in the country. Like, uh, without tight ends, because I would say uh, Georgia's pretty much up there with tight ends. Uh, but I would say we have one of the tops. I mean, you you look at Dom Lovett and Luther Burden, who alone are, you know, very talented. I like what I've seen from Makai Miller. Uh, I mean, he kind of almost won us that game on, mm-hmm. uh, you know, on yep. uh, Friday. You, ha- you still have Mookie Cooper. You possibly have Chance Looper back. I mean, I still like what we see even without Dom. I wish we had Dom. I'm not going to say that I'm glad he's gone, but I'm not. It doesn't hit me as hard as maybe losing like Sam Hornwood.
2: I, I don't think it's the end of the world is That's basically what
1: I was just trying to say.
2: I don't think I don't.
3: Yeah,
1: I don't know. It doesn't doesn't um, have to be, but I don't think there's a world you can say. Missouri isn't worse today than it was two days ago. I think that's fair. I think absolutely. it's never worse. There. absolutely. Mm-hmm.
3: absolutely. Yeah. yeah, easily. I think everybody would agree with that, and that's why everybody's so upset about it. I don't think people would be upset, <laughs> you know, if we thought that Mizzou <laughs> uh, gained some ground. So it's yeah. tough. You you hate to see it. You like we said before. You just want people to love your school as much as you do, and they never will unless you know they're Brady Cook or Drew Lock, like you said. So. I don't know. I, What do you do besides try to be the most supportive fan base well, that you can be? Otherwise, it's.
1: In this era, all you can hope for is that your head coach gets more out of the portal than goes in. That's it. Because mm-hmm. it's going to. I, I would be shocked if fewer than 12 players hit the transfer portal from Missouri. I yeah. think most of them will be, be guys who aren't playing a lot. But I think there will be more that are playing quite a bit, Um, and frankly, I think there's a pretty decent chance there's probably one or two that would actually might be more damaging than Dom Lovett would have been. And no, that's not Luther Burden. I have been assured Luther has assured Twitter he's staying. Yes. Um, So for every time that you curse nil, reference Luther Burden's tweet holding a bag of chips this morning.
3: I did. Um, somebody did say to me, um, I'm not gonna name drop, but somebody pretty well connected uh, in the high school was it, s- sports world. Uh,
1: I was yeah. gonna ask if it was Moon Choi, but
3: uh, no, <laughs> it, 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 it sure was not. Yep. Um, but he kind of said, you know, the portal giveth and the portal taketh away, kind of like, yep. like what you're what you're saying right now. And he said, well, we we wouldn't have had the defense we had last year without it, and it's kind of like we said a little bit ago. I mean. Mm-hmm. Yes, Tyron Hopper had a very good game against us last year. But most of these other players, like I don't think I think Charleston like had like six tackles last year. I mean, a lot of these. It's not like we're poaching superstars. But but like Jaden Jernigan,
1: Jaden Jernigan was in the rotation for a top ten team last year. Yeah. Um, Christian Williams played three hundred and ninety-two snaps at Oregon, and my only point is no Missouri fan thought college football was ruined forever when those guys came to Missouri. <laughs> so yep. college football can't be ruined forever when Dominic Lovett leaves.
3: Right. And it won't be. I just think, I think people were just shocked because the way it appears on social media, which, you know, is and take it with a grain of salt,
1: but it's exactly. not, it's not real it's, life. Yeah.
3: Yeah it's that Dom and Luther are best friends and they're doing everything together and they're going to change this program. Like that is the view that we have been getting for months. (laughs) So, I mean, it's just like a dagger. Like, it's just a, uh, like, I don't know.
1: It's it's a reminder that we don't really know what's going on. Right. Uh, Especially in college. I mean, we don't, Know what's we're never. It's my job to know what's going on, and I don't know mostly what's going on because they don't let us know what's going on. We don't know these kids. Um, look I, again, just and every fan base in the country is going to be this way a couple different times over the next couple weeks, but there are going to be a couple things I think, and I want to be clear: I do not know names. Like I am not specifically saying because this guy is leaving. I'm just reading the room. There are going to be a couple things that happen that Missouri fans go, "Well, what the hell? Where did that come yeah. from?" And it is going to wreck your day. It just and hopefully Eli Drinkwitz goes out and finds three kids that you said mm, never would have thought we could get him, and everything's all better than
2: Cade McNamara. Do we, um, do we know why?
3: Do we know why this is now before? the bowl games, like why they moved it? Cause it's not always been before so, the bowl games. Right. Well,
1: I mean, this is the first year of having windows. Like in the past, you could just say I'm transferring and you are in the portal as soon as compliance gets your paperwork <laughs> right. done. Like you could do it on September 2nd or April 1st or December 25th, whatever. They made the windows so that it's confined to a certain time of year. So you're not losing kids 12 months a year. And I I understand frustration of it being now, but realistically, I don't know when else it can be because it needs to be after the season and it needs to be for some of these kids before signing day. It needs to be in time for the kids who enter the portal and truly don't know where they're going. They need two or three weeks to find another school they can enroll at in time for second semester. So I just don't really know when else you would have it. Um, Mm -hmm. I I mean I don't know if there's a good time, but this is the time I think it kind of has to be. And the shame of it is, and I think we talked last week, like, okay, you're also you're recruiting your own roster. You got high school kids, you know, you're recruiting the portal. Oh, by the way, sometime in the next twenty nine days or so, Missouri's or at least some people wearing Missouri uniforms are going to play a football game that
3: now matters even less than it did before.
1: Right. I hate to be that guy, but these things in this age, what are we doing? Like, whatever team, the loss or the win will go on Eli Drinkwitz's record and on Missouri's, but, like, that wasn't Missouri that played Army last year. That was, like, some of the dudes wearing a Missouri uniform, but that wasn't their team. Right. And I don't think it will be their team this year if the bowl game is played after December 24th.
3: Well, there's still like K-State fans that brag about how they beat LSU. They're like, oh, we beat the SEC West champs. And I'm like, okay, yep. but you didn't beat the SEC West champs. Like, not that I'm saying. I think that they're even. They
1: but if you're, the SEC West if you're Army, we beat an SEC team. You did. Yeah. You beat the one that showed up and decided to play you, and you deserve all the credit for that.
2: <sighs> yeah. yeah. I See, I'm going to bring it up again. Toski Duff still has a year of eligibility, right? Or yeah, gone?
1: theoretically. No, he could come back, I think. I mean, he, he's been in college for nine years, but I think he can get a 10.
2: He, I might be wrong in this, but didn't he lead the lead the team in receiving yards like in 21?
1: Yes, two years ago, I believe.
2: Yeah. I, where is he at?
1: He what has was, one touchdown catch in two years.
3: Yeah. Against Tennessee. Yeah. But
1: how many I targets do he have? I just.
2: I'd just like to see maybe him come back play a little bit. That wide receiver room. I was looking at look at Power Mizzou. Shout out Power Mizzou. Um, I was looking at just kind of the class. They got some wide receiver guys coming in. Obviously Josh Manning yeah. we talked about. They've got um, I just lost it here. A kid uh, Marquise Johnson from uh, Dick, Dickinson, Texas, three star kid. They got another three star from Illinois. So they've got some wide receivers coming in. They got some athletes as well from. Uh, Jamal Roberts, I think he's playing defense.
1: He'll be a running back. The kid from Illinois, okay, Nicholas Jaloc, is probably a defensive back. But they have three wide receiver commitments. I'm. They will find one in the portal. They've already offered – you know, they offered some kid last week who entered the portal. I mean, I think he got 40 offers on his first day. He's not coming yeah. here. But they will offer others. Yeah, so I –
2: in all I don't want you I don't want people to take away from this podcast thinking that I hate Dominic Lo- Dominic Lovett that's not the case I'm just saying that I don't know if I, it's like it's the worst thing to ever happen to Mizzou Athletics for Dom Lovett to enter the transfer portal that's I all think I'm it's safe
1: to say. to say it is not the worst thing but I kind of do want people to take away that you hate Dominic Lovett because then they can just yell at you it's true
2: take, take a little
1: bit of It'd be email. a nice change of pace I want you to be
3: Dominic Lovett <laughs>
2: It's only fair. Oh, the Lions just placed Charles Harris on the injured reserve. I just saw that mm-hmm. notification come on my phone. Shout out, Charles Harris, still kicking it, man. Uh, good for him. Yeah, but uh, going on the IR, that's not fun. Um, okay, Missouri is bowl eligible. They will be playing in a bowl game. We can talk about the Missouri Arkansas game, and I think we should talk about the Missouri Arkansas game, especially Brady Cook. Brady Cook. Uh, He gets a lot of hate. I don't know if you guys know this. Uh, There's a lot of people that don't like Brady Cook, um, and they like to make it known, but Brady had himself a prime Cam Newton day. Uh, 16 for 26, 242 yards through the air, and a passing touchdown, 138 yards on the ground, leading rusher for Missouri, 18 carries as well for a touchdown. That's averaging 7.7 yards a carry. Uh, Gabe, is this a sustainable offense for Missouri next year?
1: I mean... If they do that every game, I think there's a chance that Brady would probably not die, but would not be able to stand up every game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I mean that's that's a lot of carries for a kid that's he's got some size, but he's not a huge kid. Cam Newton. Yeah. You know, right. He's not KJ Jefferson. Um, he's not James Franklin, just nope. kind of physique-wise. Uh is it sustainable? I don't know. I think the worry is that you saw what happened in the second half when Arkansas kind of figured out, oh, hey, maybe if we don't blitz every play and play man-to-man defense and just leave 40-yard gaps in the middle of the field, they won't do anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, they stopped. I, you know, <laughs> they did
3: stop. I, I, them
1: Missouri fans should appreciate Barry Odom's game plan in that first half because – he's given. It, like – I asked Brady about that. I said, It looked like in the first half they just blitzed you, and all you had to do is get past the line of scrimmage, and there was nobody there. He said, There were a couple times I split the line, and I was just like, Whoa, like there was so much room to go. Um, do you think that was and- Barry
3: Odom underestimating Brady Cook, or do you just think that I think just-
1: it well, I think it was two things I think it was Barry Odom knowing he has a defense that the only thing they can do is sack the quarterback and they generally suck at everything else. And they were down a couple of defensive backs who had quit the team before the game. So I think he thought, well, we can't sit back there and cover even though they're not a very good passing team. So I need to get to him. And then Brady made him pay for it, you know? Um, But then once they made that adjustment, I think he had 128 yards or something like that at halftime. He didn't run much in the second half and they didn't score a touchdown. They scored nine points. Um, So I think that would be the concern: is if Brady Cook's your guy, and he hasn't made a big leap going into next year, then if I'm a defensive coordinator, I'm going, well, cool, just keep him in the pocket, and they can't beat us. Right. Right.
2: Um, no, I thought that that was a very interesting offensive strategy, and maybe thinking that uh, maybe Mizzou's has been running the triple option all year. Um, maybe throw it all the way back, <laughs> degress football a little bit, run the triple option with Cody Schrader, Nate Pete, and just, uh, go all in on the quarterback run game because it, listen, in the two games, I think in the South Carolina game too, I don't have the numbers in front of me. I think he ran the ball pretty well in that game too. So it's when, when Brady gets his legs going and he becomes that dual threat quarterback, that's when Missouri's offense is really, uh, at its best, I think.
1: Yeah, I don't think there's any question. I mean, I'm I'm pulling up his game log right now, but it's something like, uh, give me like two seconds. This is always the best podcasting, right? When you're like, hang on, I'm looking something up. I'm going to tell you about it in just a minute. Um, But basically, when other than the K-State game, when Brady has run for 35 yards, they've been really good. I mean, the Mm K-State game was an exception, and the Tennessee game was... I mean, they didn't win, but they didn't were much tell. better offensively in that game than they were in most games, you know? So that's kind of been the magic number. When when he can get to 35, 40 yards, they've they've been pretty decent. Um, And that's that's the strength of his game is running the football. And is that sustainable? I, I just know, think I maybe maybe they need to
2: lean into it a little bit more, right? It feels like that. There's
1: well, not they a did this year. Friends, but... well, are we talking about this year or are we talking about next year?
2: Next year, I think they just need to, they need to maybe fully embrace it as something that is a part of their offense, because I don't,
1: I don't know. I just, so, so are you guys good if Brady Cook's the starting quarterback here? In I
2: just think he is going to be the starting quarterback. I don't, I don't know why, but I just think that that's going to be the case. Um, It depends on what obviously Sam Horn does in summer and everything, but I'm just fully preparing myself for, for the first snap of the 2023, right? Yeah. 2023 season to be with Brady Cook.
3: I really don't know. I don't it it depends because a lot can happen between now and next season. I mean, I I don't think anybody leaves. I think uh Jabari Johnson, I think that's how you say his name. Um Jabari Johnson comes in too from Washington. Mm-hmm. I want this Washington high school, not he's not a transfer. Just throwing that out there for anybody listening. <laughs> um <laughs> come, like coming in, I think he's going to have some serious competition from both of them actually. But right. I don't know if mm-hmm. he, if he's going to lose a lot of people. I, mean, I think if he starts Brady cook as quarterback for the universe, I want the best quarterback playing. We've said so, that before. No doubt. That's what I want.
1: Well, the the problem that has come out in the last two years now is that fans don't believe he's playing the best quarterback, even when he yeah. tells you he's the best quarterback. They don't yeah, trust right. him. Um, and so I think a couple things. First of all, Jabari Johnson has already told us he is not an early enrollee. He's right. coming in June. He ain't winning mm-hmm. a starting quarterback job nope. next year. Yeah. Like I've already seen this amazing thing where not only have fans moved on to Sam Horn, some have already moved on to Jabari Johnson. <laughs> I've seen that Come on, guys. <laughs> Who are they signing in 2027? Maybe he can start next year as a ninth grader. <laughs> um, but Jabari Johnson ain't starting next year, at least not game one. So – the, the thing with Brady is I, he made a huge leap from the end of last year to the beginning of this year. And I think he made a pretty big leap from the beginning of this year to the end of this year. Yes. I think he would have to make the same size of leap from the end of this year to the beginning of next year to be a quarterback that can get you more than four and four in the sec, you know? Um, right. Like I, I think they could win seven games with Brady next year, maybe eight because the schedule breaks. Right. And, Hey, that's—I I don't think that's bad. I'm not sure anybody would object if I told you Missouri's going to be eight and four next year. I think a lot of people might sign up for it. Take it, deal. But <laughs> I think there's a lot of people who made up their minds about Brady Cook in Manhattan, Kansas, and simply won't change them I, because I, I, look, I looked at—I I looked up the numbers in the last five games. He averaged 293 total yards, had 11 touchdowns and one turnover. That is good quarterback play. That is good enough to win you games if you have the pieces around him. But this is all based on those of us on the outside falling in love with the unknown because he has four stars. I don't know if Sam Horn is a good football player or not. I know he was a highly rated recruit who looks like an NFL quarterback, has an arm that can throw a 95-mile-an-hour fastball, and has four stars beside his name. That's the extent of what I know about him. I have no idea if he's a good college quarterback. But that's what Eli, that's why he's going to make $6 million next year. He has to know it and he has to be right about it. Because if he's wrong, if he makes the wrong call at quarterback, he will get fired at the end of next year.
3: Yeah. It's kind of wild, wild, Gabe, but um, you don't know those things and you're like, it's your job, like you're always like, like, I have no clue. Right. but, but fans we saw, think we that, saw him but take six think snaps. That they know it but fans think that they know it <laughs> like I just, I, and, and i mean i'll be honest i
1: i don't know if Eli drinkwitz knows it mm. yeah like I, I don't know i don't know if anybody knows it at this point but whatever he i don't i'm like Maggie said earlier this year you just want the best guy to start i don't care who that is it's yeah. truly like i know some fans get invested in a certain kid and like i want this guy to start you know because I liked him as a recruiter. He went to junior prom with my daughter or whatever. Cool. But most fans just say, just start the guy that's going to give us the best chance to win games. I don't know who that is, but he has to get that right. Whether it's Horn, Cook or a transfer. I think those are the only three possibilities. He's got to be right.
3: I do think he hurt himself, though, playing an injured Bazelak last year. I think that's yep. why people don't trust him. I think that's it. Like, and people now people have trust issues and think that he's. And I don't know if I agree mm. with that, but I mean, I understand maybe why, why people would feel that way.
2: That's why. That's why I've just. I, been I mean, we, we've
1: seen we've seen Brady fail, and we haven't seen Sam fail. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Sam. I, Sam will at some point fail. Right not permanently but just at some point he's going to play and you're going to go well that wasn't good
3: right (laughs) well i I mean you like when he threw the ball to bear (laughs) banister yeah not
1: great Mm, not not the best best throw
2: listen they all can't be great i mean sam horn i I like the kid i i want him to start but that's a a... i know a lot of people don't like brady cook but Mm. i don't know if brady cook has done a whole lot to say like hey you're not the starter next year, right? That might be talking out of both sides of my mouth, but.
1: No, I. but what, it it all comes down to this for me. What's the bigger risk? In a year that I think we all agree, look, if we're talking six and six in Birmingham Bowl next year, I don't think that's good enough. I don't right. think you keep this going. So in a year that they know they've got to win games, what's a bigger risk? Starting the kid that you've seen and you think you kind of know what he is, are starting the let's say brady cooks here starting the kid that we haven't seen so he could be all the way up here or he could be all the way down there
2: yeah it's a gamble I don't know. it's a gamble yeah. for sure mizzou's gonna need to hit the transfer portal hard in the offensive line category um in my humble opinion i think that that is if they address that they could take this offense a long way um but we'll see um missouri football is going to be playing in a bowl game bowl eligible that's exciting looked at some bowl projections here uh Birmingham Bowl looks like it's a sweet spot Maggie. Um, rejoice uh for the Birmingham Bowl. Playing hit say, in this one I, I'm looking at. But. I mean I I
3: don't I don't want to go to Birmingham. Um flights <laughs> are like $106 though. So I mean it's way cheaper than going anywhere else and I can't go to the Vegas Bowl. So my family does Christmas I don't know. So it's like you got, I'd have to probably take either the Birmingham Bowl, which is I think the 27th, or the Liberty Bowl, which is the 28th, which I don't think that we're getting. So.
2: Yeah. Um, just scanning some more. I'm seeing all Birmingham
1: bowls right now.
2: Uh, just different teams. UCF, Pitt, but like
1: yeah. Yeah, I think too though that the dangerous thing about those projections is, a, the national writers just tend to go down in order and just go, well, this team was eight, so they're going to this bowl. It, it never works out that way, especially in the SEC, because the SEC right. kind of works with the bowls. And the second thing is I think that that most of these national people just go, oh, well, a bowl would rather have Arkansas than Missouri, or a bowl would rather have Florida than I – mean, I don't know, maybe. Is Florida excited to go to a bowl game? Are Florida's no. fans going to travel to a bowl game for a 6-6 six and six team with a quarterback that might be going to the NFL? No. I mean, I'm not saying Missouri fans are going to either, but um, – I think if if Missouri got to pick its bowl game, it would play in the Las Vegas Bowl. I have no doubt saying that. Um, multiple reasons. First of all, it's Vegas, man. Sorry, <laughs> other places, but it's better than Houston, Birmingham, or, or Memphis. It just is. Um, second, True. it's on December 17th. And if you give a kid a choice, between you can plan a bowl game on December 17th and then you're done with football and you can leave town and you fly straight home and spend Christmas with your family and friends. Or, hey, you know what? You could also do is spend Christmas in the Marriott in Birmingham getting ready to play Central Florida. How does that sound? Are you cool with that? 900 out of a 100 of them are picking Vegas. Yeah. Um,
3: you might actually get more players to stay and play in the bowl game before entering the transfer portal as well. If yes. you play in Vegas.
1: <laughs> yeah.
3: I, I mean, I don't know if it matters But I, because
1: does. I think, yes, if that's on December 17th, so I could see a kid going, all right, I get to go to Vegas. I get some bowl swag. Yeah. I got 12 more days in me. Cool. Or in, mm-hmm. in, I'm not singling this kid out, but a kid in this situation, we know Martez Manuel is not coming back. We know he's done. If you tell him and you get one last ride, you're going to get a trip to Vegas. You go play in the Las Vegas bowl against UCLA or Oregon state. Somebody you've never played before. Kind of cool. And by the way, in an NFL stadium, that looks awesome. That I would it's love really to slick. see in person. Yeah. Then I can see him saying, cool. If you tell him Martez, I need three more weeks of practice out of you. And the team flight leaves Christmas afternoon for Memphis. I can see him going, I'm good. Career's done, man. I'm opting out. And that's not anything against Martez. A lot of it, it's not specific even to Martez. He's just a kid. We know it's done. They will have a much different looking team if it's the Liberty Bowl or the Birmingham Bowl than they would have if it was the Vegas Bowl. I also think the Texas Bowl could be in play.
3: Interesting.
2: I do
1: not uh, heard
3: that one
1: yet. The
2: email that Mizzou sent for for tickets had the Vegas, Birmingham, Texas was on the one that you could reserve for tickets, and there's one more. I can't remember. It, Probably oh, it Liberty, like the Liberty, I would assume. Yeah, it. it was Liberty, and then there was one that was I'd never heard of, like the Event Bright Bowl or something like that. A new oh, the the
1: Relya Quest Bowl. There are, there
2: R- R- bowl. <sighs> yes, there was. That's
1: somewhere um, down in Florida. It used to, I think, uh, it used he, to be the Outback Bowl, maybe. Oh, I don't think good. they're good enough to get that. I think that's going to somebody higher in the pecking order.
2: Yeah. I had to pay like a hundred bucks for each bull I wanted to reserve tickets to and I was like, no, thank you. No, no way. I want to pay a hundred bucks to reserve the Vegas bowl and not go to it. Um,
3: Another day is
5: here and you're ready for it. What to wear. Check breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Check planning for what's next and how to save for it. That's where bank of America can help for your financial to do's bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals.
2: So I'm looking at projections here, as I usually do. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six of them pulled up. Five of them have the Birmingham Bowl against, like, there's Wake Forest, UCF, uh, Pitt. Uh, I think it's an ACC school thing. So, and the other one uh, has them uh, versus Baylor in the Liberty Bowl. And I think that if it comes down to the Liberty Bowl, I cannot see how a bowl selection committee will be like, all right, Missouri, let's put Missouri in the Liberty Bowl. All right, what Big Twelve team that's bowl eligible should we put in the Liberty Bowl? I cannot see a bowl committee or the bowl like whoever picks these to say, yeah, let's put Baylor in instead of Kansas. Right. I, I Sources that.
1: say that Kansas would like to play in the Liberty Bowl, and the Liberty Bowl likes Kansas a lot.
3: Well, the, didn't you see after after Mizzou beat Arkansas, the Liberty Bowl like tweeted out the eyes. It, like, the
1: Liberty uh, Bowl was at the game on Saturday. they Would love, I think they would really like to have MUKU. So just yeah. Just uh, your opinions as Missouri fans, in or out playing Kansas in the Liberty Bowl?
3: Out. I think it brings us absolutely nothing. And I hate to say that because I love the rivalry, but what does it do? And I I tweeted about this the other day because everyone's like, why would you not want to play them? I'm like, because Kansas is going to probably have almost their whole team and we're not. I mean, I think some players will leave Kansas, of course. I mean, it's going to happen. But they don't really have... I mean, they don't have an Isaiah McGuire on their team. They don't have a Tyron Hopper on their team. Really, nobody great. So I think that they're gonna have a lot. I think they have more to play for than we do.
2: Their defense does stink, and their defense is also hurt, um, which could give them a little bit more time to um, heal up and everything. I don't know. I think that uh, Maggie, I think you're on the right track of like a loss to Kansas does a lot worse to Missouri than yes. uh, than a Missouri than missouri beating kansas if kansas loses to missouri they're just all right business as usual going back to it uh that a loss to kansas would probably set the program back a couple years i'm I, that might be dramatic but like i i don't know i don't know how you can how you can how you can because people live outside, with
3: yourself people outside still see bulls like oh my like like last year they're still like oh my gosh you lost the army like they don't look at it as yeah. Tyler, a Doke Walker finalist didn't play. Like, they don't look at it like that. They're just like, you should still be, you should still beat Army. And yes, we, we should have beat Army. Like, we right. had a couple of mistakes, which probably would have made us beat Army. But, but I just like, don't like see the coach
1: telling the best player to not play. That was the first, That's a mistake. like,
3: like that. <laughs> uh, exactly like that, actually. But I just don't see where it benefits I agree. us in any way, shape, or form.
2: I want to bring this up because we've we've already talked about players opting out. If they do play Kansas, do less players opt out, do you think?
1: Do you think that's something that's like. players don't care about Kansas?
3: I said that too.
1: How old were they the last time Missouri played Kansas? They were like, some of them were eight. Yeah. You think yeah. Luther Burden cares about Kansas? No. He's I'm never seen a Missouri-Kansas game in his life.
3: I tweeted that too, and somebody was like, "I don't agree. I think more players are gonna play." I'm like, "You're wrong, though.
1: <laughs> you like, know, you're you know wrong. You know who wants to play Kansas? Dudes my age, and older. That's who wants to play Kansas because we remember it.
3: Yeah. But like right. one
1: projection I saw was the Texas Bowl against Oklahoma. I'm cool with that. That'd be cool. There's some upside there. Send Oklahoma to a losing season. Most losses since 1998, you know, Um, that'd be all right. And I'm not saying Missouri would win that game. I don't have any idea, but I'm on board with you guys. There's no, and look, Missouri fans don't want their holidays to be bookended by a December 10th loss to Bill Self and a December 28th loss to Lance Leipold. And I'm not saying it would happen, but you have to acknowledge it could happen.
5: What no good is
1: there in taking the risk of losing to Kansas in both major sports in a 19 day span?
3: We also have Kansas on our schedule coming up, we, and right. there'll be, be meaningful too. games. There'll be yep. meaningful games. Players won't be opting out. You'll get a play there, they'll play here. Think, like uh, it just doesn't make sense. It's not like this is a we never know when we're gonna play them again. We'll play them in 2025. Like,
1: I shoot. mean, and fair or not, you want to lose a fan base. Go put a JV team out there and lose to a six and six KU team. You want the fan base to turn on you fast? You want to talk about that extension? Do that.
2: It's a good thing there's trophies in this game. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> um, it's a good thing. That I I,
1: I was up close. To, I was like three feet from the battle line trophy on Friday. I saw it in real life. Awesome. You
3: didn't do a selfie or. What?
1: I considered it, but
2: I, didn't. <laughs> I probably would have played well on on the Twitter. Um, but no, I. I just you you were saying that they could lose to Kansas basketball and Kansas football within a 10 day span. That hurt me. Um, yes. And I want to stay away from that because I guess we can kind of switch the gear to basketball, right? This is a kind of a natural segue. Um, they play Wichita State. First real test. They go on the road. Um, first road game of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, probably just taking a bus. Cause it's a four. Oh, it's longer than four. I'm in Kansas City.
1: It's four from yeah. Kansas City. It's so about four and a half, five yeah. from here. Oh, as bad as I thought. Um, you can go down that way no that
2: makes sense that was um, my way to
1: say southwest yeah
3: yeah <laughs> you gotta but, watch you gotta watch the youtube podcast to
2: get this right right you don't get that one by listening to the audio version uh but missouri basketball coming off of uh wins versus uh, houston christian coastal carolina a team that i hyped up entirely too much on the last podcast um i apologize <laughs>
1: These games are so bad
2: Wait, Mizzou, Mizzou hung 100 on Houston Baptist. By the way, that game tipping off at 11 a.m. on a college football Saturday, awful.
1: It's <laughs> terrible. I was, I was told the SEC network said this is when it has to be played.
3: Yeah, I mean. Did, they probably got 12 watchers.
1: And I was not one of them. I can tell you that. was so. fine. I also <laughs> wasn't one of
3: them. Good job, though, Mizzou. Shut up. Shut up.
1: I I did see at one point. I briefly considered. I wonder if I should turn this on. And I looked at Twitter, and it was twenty five three. And I thought I should definitely yep. not turn this on.
2: Yep. I was. I have like the the score notifications that just come pop up on my phone, mm-hmm. and they just like come up every like every media timeout is when, when I have it set for, and it was out of hand quick, and I was like, all right, uh, that's probably good. Uh, DeAndre Golson had 22 points in that game. Noel Carter, 14. Kobe Brown, 19. Des Moines Hodge, that dude's a baller. I mm-hmm. like Demoy Hodge a lot. Yeah. Uh, 13 points, um, 22 minutes for him on the floor as long with, as well with uh, DeAndre Golson. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to see what this Missouri basketball team can do against a legitimate basketball team. Um, I believe earlier this season, Wichita State did lose to a team that they probably shouldn't have lost to, though. I
1: can't remember I off the top of my head. they yeah. lost to San Francisco, to San Francisco
3: and Alcorn State.
1: Alcorn State, That's That's right. this Those, Nairs, are, the two, so
3: those are the two losses. Yeah.
2: Nairs. Yes. They oh so, oh, Wichita State goes from Missouri to Kansas State right after, um. So they get the uh, the new coach train. Going on, but uh, thoughts on this game versus uh, Wichita State, Gabe? Uh, are you looking for anything specific or just a win, basically?
1: Yeah, no, I want to see if this team, uh, like, I we don't get answers, but we start to have a better understanding for how good this team might be. Like, somebody said last week, other than the fact, Des Hodge can definitely play at this level, what do we know? I said, I don't know that yet. He's played the <laughs> same teams he would have played at Cleveland State, I don't know if he could play on this level. Like, I like what he's done so far. I don't say that to say he can't. Just, he hasn't played anybody at this level yet. He's played, like, Wichita State is 85th in Kinpom. That is 71 spots better than anyone else they've played. Like, most of the teams they played are, like, 290 and below. They are, it is awful. Like, Missouri would be better in the NCAA tournament committee's eyes, maybe just not having played. Just be 0-0. and (laughs)
2: Well,
3: I don't know. I don't know, because I think we got two votes. Two points. Two so points,
1: got, yeah. So what? I mean, there's a legit shot.
3: They're winning by they're they're scoring a lot of points now. Obviously, yes. their competition b, is a b great.
1: nine and O when Kansas comes to town, and then just see, man, like, yeah. Bring bring Norm in to do the pregame speech. Bring, I mean, there's a, I don't know. Bring you know Lawrence is in town. There's guys that know what that rivalry means. And, I mean, Phil Pressy. I actually just talked to Phil about MUKU last week because I'm doing a story for, for when they come here. I talked to Phil Pressy about it. And, you know, have him – he'll he'll talk to the team. I know that.
3: Yeah. Well, basketball is so different than football because I do feel like the basketball – like the players stay pretty involved with a lot of our good ones. I mean, yeah, Lawrence Barris, yeah. Phil Pressy, Jared Sutton. I mean, you have those players that stay pretty involved with the program. In football, and, I don't feel like you see that as much.
1: Look, KU is just, I'm going to get people so mad by saying this. I know there's people out there that say, if we play them in checkers, I want to beat those bastards. But I don't know, man. It's a basketball rivalry more than anything else Mm -hmm. to me. That's why I don't care if they play them in the Liberty Bowl.
2: There's a legit shot, too. Missouri goes into that game 9-0. This is a top 25 matchup. Um, And that can be... It can, it can be. There's, interesting. A, there's it only one fun. more
1: poll that comes out. Like they would have to beat Wichita State and beat them pretty badly, I think, because there's only that's one more poll fair. before that game. What, what are
3: they? your expectations for a game? I know it's still a little bit further away, but against playing a team like Kansas, like the way I look at it is, I, I, you know, we're in a first year with a first year head coach, all, all new players except to lose. two. You have nothing to lose. I, I kind of look at it as. Obviously, I want to win because you always want to win. But I look at it as don't get beat by 40. Keep it close. Make it a game. Because if you make it a game against the top 10 Kansas team, you have some hope going into the SEC. That's the way I kind of look at it. Give me some hope because right now, or at least last year, I didn't have any.
1: Tucker, do you have a bleep button you can use on this podcast if you need to? Sure, yeah. Okay, I'll mark it. so here's the expectations for that game. That place is going to be back crazy. I have seen worse Missouri teams than this beat better Kansas. It, it Like, the students in that building don't understand what this is, but there's going to be a lot of people who do. I am going to show up maybe just to see the Grady Dick signs from the antlers. Yeah. And there are going to be... <laughs> 8,000 people in that arena who instantly remember Corey Tate and Lee Coward and Norm and Roy. And it is going, I don't care what anybody says this is going to be the coolest sporting event of the year in involving Missouri. And people got pissed off at me when I went to Allen field house and I said, this is awesome. Like it was so fun to be there and the game sucked. You know, and Christian Brown clown the bench and whatever. Um, but the game was not a good game, and I did not expect it. I expect this to be a better game because home court advantage does matter. I wouldn't expect Missouri to win, but why why not? Why shouldn't that be the why shouldn't that be the the goal and the the expectation? Because I've seen this Rafe LaFrance ain't walking through that door. And Jacques Vaughn ain't walking through that door. And I've seen those guys lose in this in, in this town. And why not, man? I,
2: I'm with you, Maggie. I think the expectations don't lose by 40 points. Um, that's what I'm taking into this game because if if something does crazy happen, which like I'm not counting out because of this rivalry, there have been, as you mentioned, Gabe, and some crazy things happen in this rivalry. I think home field advantage in college basketball means more than any other sport um And like uh, you can you can yeah. see a tangible difference in the pandemic. You saw a very tangible difference when there were no fans. Um, the The quality of co- uh, the quality of like what we saw on the court was like bad. You were watching college, or I was at least watching college basketball and be like, oh, this is actually not very good. And then, but once the officiating
1: the credit, probably got better.
2: Probably did. It
1: probably you did
2: know, for sure. But then, like once fans came back, you're like, oh yeah, now I remember why I watched this because yeah. the arenas are amazing and it's incredible to watch the environments that these guys play in. Um and I do think that that could play a huge factor in the game. Like it probably played a huge factor last year. I don't think, you know, they probably were 40 points worse than uh, Kansas last year, but. Um,
3: yeah. But Auburn, the way that Auburn, yeah. the crowd was at Auburn, I mean, likely kept them in to only a one point loss.
1: Yeah. And I'll say there's a segment of Missouri fans that don't want to acknowledge that this matters. And that don't want to hype it up. And that's fine. If that's your feeling, we should never play them again. Screw off. Fine. That's your feeling. I'll be extremely disappointed if Missouri doesn't like bring out every old video clip and every old person, because like, I mean, the kids here don't, they don't understand this. So lean into the people that do understand this and what it, I mean a lot of my best memories of watching sports are Missouri-Kansas basketball. I've said since since it happened, I said those two games in 2012 were simply oh. if you didn't care who won, if you just said, I just want to watch college sports, like I would put those two games on a loop for somebody and say, This is why we freaking care about it. This is what's so cool. And it it like you should get chills in that arena on December 10th. And if you don't. You don't understand what this is about. Yeah. Uh, I was at the, at the zoo
3: during the Zaire Taylor days. So when he made the yes. shots. So <laughs> you, like, you that know was the either field. the game
1: before or the game after he had beaten Texas at the last second, I think. Like it was two in a row. It yeah. was either Texas and Kansas or Iowa State and Kansas. He beat them both on the last second shots.
3: One of them was I, away, yeah. though, right? I think yes. it wasn't yes. no, one away. Yeah. Was on okay, yeah. yeah.
1: And the KU game was here.
3: Yeah.
2: I'm looking at. I was trying to find and see if DraftKings had a uh, line out for the Kansas game already. Just curious to see if they if they have it. They don't have one out yet. But basketball
1: lines don't usually come out till like the morning of or the day before.
2: For the yeah, this is Missouri Wichita State uh, line that I've got here minus two in favor of uh, Missouri. So um, Vegas likes the the Tigers in this one. I do think Mizzou should win this game. Wichita State is not what it used to be. Um, in terms of like the Fred Van Fleet, um, sure. all those guys uh, who, are playing, who are playing in the NBA right now, basically. Um, they don't have – uh, I shouldn't say they don't have NBA talent on their team because I don't know their roster. But if I don't know their <laughs> roster, that means they probably don't have NBA talent on their team, <laughs> I think it's probably fair to say. But um, excited to look forward to what this Mizzou team is. I still don't really know what they are. So getting a little bit of a, of a test before you take on – uh, Kansas is a good deal, and they're about to hit that stretch of just brutal, non Can't brutal non-con be- into uh, conference play.
1: Can't believe you just skipped right over the Dickey Nut Memorial Classic against Semo on December fourth. Yeah. How could I? <laughs> I guess it, I guess it's not a memorial classic. Dickey is still alive and with us. Shout out
2: Dickey. Uh, Dickey also, I think, landed a big recruit over the uh, over the season. Yeah. I remember that was a big yeah. deal. It's like, hey. Dickie sure. nut was the main recruiter on this guy. So yeah,
1: sweet. Um,
2: I've got plenty of memes
1: for that guy saved in the old Dick, uh, Dickie <laughs> nut coaching against Grady. Dick is the basketball moment of the year.
2: I didn't know the Kansas fan base could get more annoying than they are during a Kansas basketball game when Grady Dick does something good. Um, I don't know if you guys have experienced that. Um, have, yes.
3: I've seen I have not watched the- them
1: play at all this year.
3: Oh, it's you just don't even Twitter. have to. Yeah, you don't even have to. Oh, cool. the They're good. just
2: a copious amounts of uh, genitalia jokes. And uh, you're like, okay, we understood it the first game that he played. <laughs> you don't have to do it. Well, like, you don't have to do it every game.
1: No, I'm probably going to continue to laugh at him all year long. Like, <laughs> I'm not above that. It will make me laugh.
2: I'm pretty sure that uh, Scott Van Pelt made a, made a dick joke uh, yeah. on SportsCenter. as after they beat, like whoever they beat in the battle for Atlantis, which shout out to Tennessee be taken down, Kansas uh, SEC. Um, are they supposed to be good? Am I supposed yeah. to know that? Are they supposed to be good? Yes. Okay.
1: Okay, cool. They could win the SEC.
2: Okay, cool. I wasn't unaware of, I'm still in football mode. I haven't fully switched to like, who's good in basketball and like basketball stuff yet. Um. So I'll get there probably, probably soon, probably next week. I'll get there, but um Got championship week this week. Mizzou gets a week off, and they uh, on Sunday, right? They'll know who what bowl they're in. Um, yes. So that'll be exciting. And on
1: Monday they'll know how many guys won't play,
2: <laughs> or at
1: and least on... some of the guys that won't play.
2: And on Tuesday we'll have another episode of Mizzou that's Who for you. <laughs>
1: um, so that's
2: just <laughs> this, how <laughs> this is going to be. Like the worst two weeks. Oh. It has potential. It has potential to be. Um, All right. Well, thank you for sticking with us all the way to the end of this podcast. A long podcast. We had a lot to talk about today. Lots of events going on in Missouri athletics. So thank you. Uh, Be a friend. Tell a friend about the Mizzou That's Who podcast. If you have someone who's a Missouri fan that doesn't know about the podcast, spread the word for us. We would really appreciate that. And Thank you. Also, uh, leave a five-star rating and review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, any of the podcast platforms that you love to listen to podcasts on. Make sure you go uh, leave a five-star rating interview if you feel so inclined. Also, uh, another show on the Mizzou side of the network, Jarrett Sutton, Jeff Hawkins, Border War Podcast. They talk strictly Mizzou hoops uh, on this this channel. They do a Kansas podcast. You probably don't want to listen to that. I don't like to listen to it. Um, So you can just find the Mizzou version on this audio channel and on YouTube as well if you're watching this podcast. On YouTube, that is a great X's and O's podcast. They break down basketball way better than I could ever think about breaking down basketball. So uh, Jarrett is the guy when it comes to that. He's a scout in the NBA. So, like, that's already way more qualifications than I have to talk about basketball. <laughs> um, so, yes, that's going to do it for today's episode. I'll finally stop talking unless you get back to your day. We appreciate you listening, and we will catch you next week.